Hello. Hey there. You look gorgeous. I, oh my god, so do you. Look at us so Christmassy. So festive. So glorious. It's giving holiday party 2022. Mm -hmm. And I'm ready to tackle our Christmas special extravaganza. Olivia, are you ready to jingle your bells? I am always ready to jingle my bells. <laughs> Without further ado, welcome everyone to another episode of another picture show podcast. I'm Madeline. And I'm Olivia. And we are two best friends. We're out here in the Christmas season, just trying to make it more merry and bright. <laughs> well, th this is our first annual Christmas episode. That's true. I think we, I think Aaron Sorkin started putting out death threats around Thanksgiving, <laughs> yeah. so we dropped off. Yeah, we and never, we, we to... never seemed to make it to Christmas. So we this were... is our... <laughs> We tried many times and failed and we're finally here. So this is our first annual Christmas episode and hopefully we'll have another one next year. But we're doing a Christmas bracket this year. The bracket is not made, but mm. we have a bowl filled with 32 Christmas movies. I'm excited. And we'll be filling it out as we go. But I'm excited to get started with you. So Madeline, have you come with your hottest takes and biggest of thoughts on Christmas movies? Literally as hot as the fires which Santa, fireplaces which Santa slides down, and as big as Santa's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Excellent. fucking ready. Amazing. All right. So before we get started, Madeline, how do you feel about Christmas movies in general? I really like it really takes me a minute to get into the the holiday season to get mm. into the Christmas spirit but there are definitely movies like I watch with my family kind of tradition every single year and then some I just kind of forget about and then I'm like oh my god yeah like let's watch this haven't seen it in a minute and it's always delightful like what are the what's the Devlin Christmas tradition it is definitely around the obviously either Christmas Day or Christmas Eve will watch um, A Christmas Story. Mm. Um, that is my mom's favorite Christmas movie. She loves it. It's also just amazing. It's classic. Um, so I'm trying not to put too much bias and too much weight into A Christmas Story, but that is the, definitely one. I watch Elf probably every year. Mm. Um, I always love watching Harry Potter. We kind of talked about this before around Christmas time. And, you know, those weird, like, the claymation ones, those are always, like, I oh, always... the old Rankin-Bass ones? Yeah, I don't mm. seek them out, but they show up, and I'm like, okay, I'm here. Mm. <laughs> they just, they're just on TV randomly, and I'll just sit down and watch it. And then, of course, I do love the, like, corny Netflix ones and, like, Hallmark ones, but I don't think we're getting into that. We're getting into... We're, we're sticking with, like, the solid classics, right? Yeah, the... We I haven't put any Netflix original Christmas movies or Hallmark movies in in our bucket here, but um, it would be like 132 movies yeah, if we yeah. started diving into Netflix. And... Like, there's no way to to narrow down like which ones I would put in there because they're all right. amazing. So, <laughs> well, what about you? What are your Christmas movies? I love Christmas movies. I feel like I'm a very sentimental person at heart mm. and Christmas is just the time of year that like I can be sentimental and no one judges me for it you know and Christmas movies I tend to watch as soon as Thanksgiving's over I just uh, you know I, I start watching you dive them. right in <laughs> yeah. I think this you know I've talked about my dad's influence on like my movie watching habits and I think mm. he definitely had a had a influence on me in that respect we always watch christmas movies every year and it kind of started with the the old rankin bass ones and yeah miracle on 34th street 
It's a Wonderful Life. I think the Santa Claus is up there for me. But yeah, so I guess what makes a good Christmas movie for you? So we can kind of have an idea of what we're what we're dealing with going into this bracket. I think first of all, I really I really think location is important. Hmm. And that might be a hot take. That might be my one of my my uh fireplace hot takes is I'm not here for a Christmas movie set in like for example, Bad Santa, it's set in Arizona. Like, mm. I'm not here for it. Like, I get I get that Christmas happens all over <laughs> the world and in various climates. Like, I'm not unaware of that. But, you know, you're thinking holiday, you're thinking winter, you're thinking, like, cuddly blanket, you're in a Snuggie, it's snowing outside. I mean, we, I mean, you live more in a climate where it snows. I don't as much, but... At least it gets cold here and it gets a little frosty. Mm. So like, I like that vibe where it's like, it's frosty, it's chilly. Like people are bundled up, there's Christmas lights and it's snowing and like little Eskimo kisses kind of Mm. thing. And all of that rings Christmas setting. And then obviously it has to get to the core of like the Christmas spirit, which is like giving and family and like togetherness. Like no matter who the family is, it doesn't have to be like mom, dad, you know, grandma, whatever. But, you know whether the character is like learning the true meaning of Christmas or um, they're saving Christmas from somebody, you know, nefarious, whatever. They're just, it really has to like hit home to like the true meaning of just like core wholesome family values. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I vibe with that. And as a staunch Republican. (laughs) (laughs) You got the red sweater on. Yeah. (laughs) Like elephant rises in the background. And here's my bigger hot take coming in. <laughs> no, I, I I agree with all of that. I hadn't thought about the like setting aspect of what making a good Christmas movie, but I think that's a good point. I think the vibes are very important. I need to feel the winter cozy, snuggly, warm vibes. Yeah. Like and... set it in a New England like mountain town somewhere in Maine and I'm your girl. Like I'm, I'm already like 50% invested. Like you're already halfway there setting it in the right place. Cause I can't get down with like a fake Christmas tree and an LA Christmas, you know, like it just palm palm trees in the background. Like the vibes are confusing. So a good Christmas movie for me, I agree. needs to be, needs to have the the correct setting. Um, Again, I'm very sentimental. So the like nice, Christmas message is important to me. I think there's a lot of hit or, hit or misses with Christmas movies. Yes. So we'll get into the nitty gritty of that once we get into our bracket. But I agree. I think I think the the nice family values of Christmas movies is very important, and just making you feel the Christmas spirit and feeling the cozy vibes and the being around the people that you love yeah. and all that jazz. Agreed. So, yeah. I'm excited to get started. Are you ready? I'm I'm ready. I I cannot wait to see what is pulled out of the bucket first. Like what goes <laughs> against what? Because like this is crazy. Like this could be a complete wild, uh, literal wild card. Smash Bros. Melee. Like let's do it. Yeah, I mean, I think we have our like favorite Christmas movies in mind, but they might get knocked out pretty quickly based off of the the setup here. So let's That's, see. This is true. It's it's scary. All right. So I have. All of the movies here. 
for the people Yay. watching on YouTube. You can see, you can't see any of the names. I am reaching in. I can't see what's going on. I trust you. Number one. Oh, starting out very strong. It's Ooh. a wonderful life. Uh, okay. It's a wonderful life. Versus. Versus. <laughs> a Christmas story. All right, let's do this. Let's fucking get started. We are coming in hot. The hottest of hot. Coming in hot. Madeline, give me your give me your initial thoughts. All right. Well, we already know I watch it every year and it's a family favorite. I also love it a lot. Um, I do understand It's a Wonderful Life is like literally a staple Christmas movie. Like it is, I do really like the premise of It's a Wonderful Life because it's it's similar to like, um, it has a similar setup to um, Christmas Carol. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, the main character is kind of just being, this is a main character who learns the meaning of Christmas. Like, who literally has to go through a, like a, a ton of like trauma, <laughs> trauma, <laughs> um, in order to learn the meaning of Christmas. So like points there. However, <laughs> mm. I'm going to maybe hot take i'm going to say that a christmas story has a currently has a bigger cultural impact than it's a wonderful life i wouldn't say cultural impact i would i would say they are pretty much equal in like how juggernaut they are like in the christmas movie sphere i think a christmas story is more modern so i think more people tend to return to it every year i really love that you say more modern it was made in like the six or not the 60s geez like the 80s <laughs> yeah uh 83 83 um, yeah so yeah it's a wonderful life came out in 1947 christmas story came out in 1983 i i think more modern is you know like it's just like a yes, more traditional like for the people who think that watching black and white films is like yeah lame, corny you know? and lame yeah um I think they're equal <laughs> in their cultural impact. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, I think I think we're going to come out with the same answer for this round, but I have to put in my two cents for It's a Wonderful Life. Of course. Part. Of course. All because, sides have to be heard. Yes. I think it's just a, a beautiful film all around. It's wonderfully mm-hmm. made, wonderfully shot. It's the only movie in, in this entire bracket that won Best Picture. Really? Uh, mm-hmm. It's on the AFI list, oh, top 100 or whatever. It's like yeah. one of the best films ever made because I think it it has it goes deeper than just like Christmas. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, you're right. It's it's kind of he learns a lot about like seeing value in like his loved ones, like the people that were already in his life, and he not only learns the meaning of Christmas, but he like truly is like, oh yeah, I do love my family and like the people in my life. So. And he I just learns really to, like, see the value in his own life and what he's been able to contribute to the town that he loves. Right. And, like, how, despite the things that he's given up, he he's given so much to the people around him and they love him and value him, even though, like, he might be feeling very down. Agreed. In this one moment. But A Christmas Story is hilarious. And, <laughs> no, I'm not going <laughs> to say it's better. I'm not going to say it's better. It's iconic in a different way yeah and quotable Um, quotable there's just like so many as like iconic moments the lamp you'll shoot your eye out like there's not enough there's not enough time to be like to 
sing the praises of a Christmas story. Yeah. But I mean, I think also both movies are tackling different perspectives of like mm. experiencing Christmas, you know? Yeah. Like, absolutely. A Christmas story is about the wonder of being a kid at Christmas. And like, you kind of see how hard it is on the parents a little bit, but it's like mostly right. like, what is Christmas like as a child? And so you have that sentimental like attachment to the film and the story because you mm-hmm. all can like relate to like our parents stressing out and being a little ridiculous in our perspective. And then A Wonderful Life is like about a guy uh, being prevented from committing suicide. <laughs> so it's a little, I know, a little, little like a little dork, like when you think darker. about it, you know? And I feel like some Christmas store, like some Christmas movies, kind of have like a bit of a dark-sided undertone to it oh yeah like, absolutely you're like you gad um, but yeah i mean it's a wonderful life is like anti-capitalist adult film and yeah a christmas story is very much like sweet family drama you know yeah. a comedy i guess very it is very cute so i guess we've decided to move forward with a christmas story that was really that was really savage like that was that i wasn't was... expecting to go like to I wasn't expecting them to be matched together right off the bat. but Right, yeah. You know, I, I was maybe like, you know, top three, four, like they were going to go head to head. But this is what we get for randomizing it. I need to, I I, I suppose so. I'm going to mix this up <laughs> again because that was, that was a lot right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> I need some like, you know, bottom of the barrel Christmas movies. Let's see. Yeah, Next some easy picking. Home Alone 2. That's Lost in New York, right? Yes. Okay. Home Alone 2 versus A Muppet Christmas Carol. Ooh. So here we are with A Muppet Christmas Carol versus Home Alone 2. Um, For me, it's pretty obvious. I really love A Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, what if I said Home Alone 2? That'd be kind of wild. <laughs> I mean, um, like, I, I really love Donald Trump's cameo. Like, fucking elephant in the background. <laughs> There's a theme. There's a theme coming there's out. A, this there's episode. a theme here. Let's <laughs> let's point it out. It's a new year, new Madeline. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, 2023. <laughs> Put the Christ back in Christmas. Um, <laughs> I'm here for anything. Honestly, anything the Muppets do is just probably gonna win. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I've only seen Home Alone two maybe once in my life, mm-hmm. and the only thing that I think it has going for it is well, there's a few things. It's it's Christmas time in New York, which I think is, you know, magical. But Lovely. also Tim Curry's in it. The Pigeon Lady. The Pigeon Lady. Donald Trump's cameo. Um <laughs> He stays at the plaza, which is like an iconic monument in New York. Mm-hmm. So, so adds to the Christmasiness. It's all fun. It's all very fun. But I agree. Anything Muppets is far superior. So okay. So Muppet that was easy. Muppet Christmas Carol moves on. Next, we have Four Christmases versus Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> I'm going Rudolph. I think we have to. I think. Yeah. It's, yeah. Classic. Honestly, I've seen Four Christmases once. Like, Four maybe... Christmases is not a good movie. So we don't it's even like, need to. It pre- wants to be love, actually, but it's not. Does it? I don't know. It has like that whole multi-perspective of Christmas. Am I thinking of the wrong movie? Maybe. Um, I thought it was just they were trying to go visit their four families on Christmas because their parents are divorced. So there's like 
They're going to their oh. mom's house, dad's house, mom's house. I'm thinking of the wrong movie, and oh. so maybe I've never seen Four Christmases. That's all right. I'm gonna Luckily. I'm gonna put my well. influence on this one. Um, it's not a good movie. No, it it came out in 2008, same year as Twilight. But I was preoccupied. <laughs> <laughs> we had other things to worry about. That there year. was there was a lot on my mind that year. It just has that like air of like early t- like not really t- yeah like 2000s humor. There's a lot of like famous people in it, and I think the concept is good, but yeah, execution is it falls flat. It feels like a like a uh, straight to DVD type. Comedy. Lame. They should do a remake of it. Yeah, like the premise, like as you described, sounds good. They should do a remake because it's very relatable. Like as yeah. a young adult now with a partner and divorced mm-hmm. parents, it, it's more like know, six Christmases. <laughs> the holidays, yeah, the holidays can be a little stressful, and yeah. so like the the concept is very relatable. But I think we haven't talked about Rudolph at all. Rudolph is just you know classic. I feel like so we can't cute. We can't. Some people are on. are are unnerved by the uh, animation style of Rudolph, but I don't care. I my my sister, that is, it's my sister. Oh, okay. She's unnerved people, by, by it. By people, like, you mean Maeve? By, by people, I mean my sister. Um, mm. And she's not here, so we're moving forward with Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I can't give it to Vince Vaughn over Hermie the Elf, so. No, like, the, the elf wants to be a dentist. Not. None of us would have teeth if it wasn't for Hermie. <laughs> I said what I said. Okay. All right. <laughs> so moving on. Okay. We have The Holiday. The Holiday versus Jack Frost. Okay. So I did watch Jack Frost today. And I have to say, it's actually a decent movie. Like, it's pretty good. Like, I thought it was it's solid. interesting. I think the story is very heartwarming. Um, the acting and dialogue is actually pretty solid. Yeah. Um, the design of the snowman itself is a little questionable. Yes. But I think it's a solid movie. And I, yeah. I think I, I had like biases against it before coming into this bracket, but rewatching it, I was like, you know what? I, this is fine. This is a better movie than I remember it being. Yeah. It's cute. But I love Jack Black. Yeah, no, the holiday is it's taking it. Um, yeah, of course. Shout out, shout out to Jack Frost. Like I remember that movie mm-hmm. very, like from when I was younger, and I had to rewatch it though because I was like, I don't, I didn't remember how it ended. Not that it really mattered. How, no, it doesn't. It, it doesn't at all. It but... does not. It's it's a Christmas movie. Like you kind of get, you kind of figure out how it ends. It's kind um, of a sad movie. It is really sad. Like the beginning, like the first ten minutes, you're like, oh my god, <laughs> this is this is so depressing so like michael keaton does a great job of like building up the relationship between the the dad and the son i know and it always made me terrified to drive in snow like even as a kid after i saw it speaking of settings for christmas movies like the amount of snow in this movie is obscene like yeah their streets are i feel like i would be terrified to drive in this town at any point like they literally they have like snow plows going all the time but like it doesn't seem to be doing anything because like yeah the the streets are constantly covered in snow and he's constantly shoveling and it's just yeah it's kind of scary like it reminds me of the bad like the bad part about winter like yeah like once new year's is over and you're just stuck with the snow and the sun setting at 3 p.m Cause like I like snow. When it first comes, it's snowing. It's gorgeous. Everything's covered in snow. It's beautiful. But then 
you have to like drive in it and deal with it and they get all brown and gross they they tried to make it like winter wonderland but they went too far and it it like crossed the line of (laughs) winter winter horror escape it's like stress (laughs) inducing Oh, so man. yeah, but the holiday is is great. We'll come back to that though. We're we're gonna have to argue for the holiday again. So. We're gonna have to fight for the holiday, man. Next, we have happiest season. Okay, happiest season versus Scrooged. Okay, I honestly feel lukewarm about both. So if you have a stronger opinion of one over the other, I will concede. Um, I think. I I personally have only seen Scrooge like once and mm. I don't have any particular like attachment to it. I know that it's it's a classic or whatever and it's Bill Murray, but like frankly, Bill Murray's having a bit of a cancel moment at the moment. So there's that and Happiest Season is it's gay and I like that. So Yay. <laughs> So let's go Happiest Season. I don't know. Okay. Rock on. Moving on. We have a Charlie Brown Christmas versus the Santa Claus. Okay. The Santa Claus. All right. Here's my thing. Fuck Charlie Brown. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, all right. Okay. Literally, I cannot. I cannot stand the peanuts. Why? I just think they're little shits, like all of them. Also, like, I <laughs> I just don't think any of the movies are that charming or that sweet. Like, I feel like people are just holding on to the old husk of a comic that existed <laughs> 70 years ago. And, like, maybe in the post-World War II era gave some comfort to some sad children who are still living off rations. But um, it's had its day. Stop stop bringing it around it they have that one iconic song in the beginning when like the wind shit's blowing around mm-hmm. and charlie brown's a little fucker ungrateful son of a bitch <laughs> said what i said okay um i mean that's fine because the santa claus is i think one of my favorite movies yeah like christmas movies so like i was tim gonna allen. fight for that one but <laughs> yeah tim allen the, the tim conservative. Allen. not a little fucker <laughs> <laughs> don't come for me charlie brown i will fuck you up i yeah i mean i have no beef with the peanuts um but i also have no attachment to them really other than i see them every year you know i think it's just honestly for me it's like that weird shitty kid dry humor like lucy and like all them like they suck ass snoopy's cute snoopy and um Woodstock. Yeah, Woodstock. They're cute. Like, they they do make up for it a little bit. Like, if Snoopy and Woodstock had their own Christmas movie, I'd watch it and I'd probably enjoy it. I mean, it's like, it's around for a reason. People love it. And I do think it's iconic. But I personally have no sentiment around it. I would prefer to watch the Santa Claus because it's hilarious. And Tim Allen is, frankly, an amazing Santa Claus. He uh, really did. Like, you... When he first came out, he was still pretty young in, like, the grand scheme of things. So, like, when they, like, aged him, like, into Santa, everybody was probably shooketh. Like, I remember being kind of shook when I was a kid that I was like, go Santa. He's, like, the perfect mix of, like, cynical but loves his kid and goofy dad humor. Warm still, even though, like, 
he's Tim Allen. Like, he still has a very warm presence as... Yeah. Like, when I think, like, if I had to, like, visualize Santa, I think I take a lot of visual inspiration from Tim Allen's Santa Claus. I I just think that he reminds me a lot of my dad. Like, him as an actor and a person just reminds me a lot of Jim. So Yeah, I can see that. Um, I, I think I just have, like... It just holds a special place in my heart, and I'm just like Aww. drawn to it a little bit more. Than... That's so cute. <laughs> no, I love that. Fuck Charlie Brown. I said what I said. We're going with Tim Allen. All right, so we're going with the Santa Claus over Charlie Yay. Brown. Next up, Frosty the Snowman. Ooh. Against the Grinch. Wait, the animated Grinch or the Jim Carrey Grinch? That's a big difference. Jim Carrey Grinch. Oh, how the Grinch stole Christmas. I should be more specific. All right. We got to I'm I'm pulling for the Grinch. Me too. I think okay. Frosty Snowman is just like not a good movie. If I'm being honest, I remember being pretty cute. That's one that I, I should have watched, but I didn't. But I do remember it being pretty cute. But I think the again, song is cuter than the actual like. I think that's all I remember is just like the song sequence. Where he's like literally running through the village with the kids, fucking around with the traffic cop. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, he's like, hey, little girl, um, you need to put yourself in danger and get me to somewhere cold. And then, yeah, we'll commit vandalism does, on the way. Yeah, she does. And then he's like, oh wait, actually, you might die doing this. So I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna commit. Away. Yeah, I'm just gonna commit suicide and traumatize you. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, he's I don't gonna know. unalive himself. It's like sad. It's not like very happy. The song is cute, but, like, I don't need to watch the thing. I've always wondered, you know, it's like a magic hat that brings him to life, right? I'm just saying, like, I feel like people put a lot of faith in Frosty coming back when it's like, you have have the hat. The power is with you. Go put it on a Christmas tree. That lasts longer. (laughs) Christy the Christmas tree. Christ the Christmas tree. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Do you have anything to say about the Grinch or should we, like, hold off on our arguments? I just, I mean, I, I enjoy the Grinch. I enjoy the Grinch. Um, okay. And it has to overpower Frosty and his weak-ass morals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. Let's do it. Okay, we have Santa Claus is coming to town. Is that the origin story one? Yes. Okay. Versus Die Hard. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, I mean that's quite a pairing right there. That's that's always hard to like really pick. So I I always enjoyed the OG like origin story. Santa Claus is coming to town. I don't know. I just loved. I just love like the weird like Easter egg. I don't know. Like fun fact that they just made Santa a ginger. Like it yeah. cracks me up. Um, Die Hard. Die hard, die hard, die hard. I think like just just for like the cynic in me, like I want I want Die Hard to beat Santa Claus is coming to town, but I really love both movies. So this is actually very tough. Because like people argue that Die Hard isn't a Christmas film. It's just an action movie set around Christmas. I mean, if we're talking like setting, it doesn't feel very Christmassy. No. You know? I do, yeah. but I do and I do enjoy the mix up though you know like yeah i do think that it counts as a christmas movie just because it has become so culturally like connected to christmas yeah and i think that's important but i think that's important too 
I also haven't seen it as much as Santa Claus is coming to town. Um, and controversial. <laughs> but it does have Alan Rickman in it. That's what I'm saying. I didn't I didn't think I would be arguing this hard for either of these movies. But, right? Like, um, why am I so conflicted? This was know. a tough pairing. I feel like this, this is this is. is the spirit of our Christmas uh bracket. One of these movies is going up against a Christmas story. So, you know, does it really matter? <laughs> Spoiler alert, everybody. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Should we just be like quirky and different and do Die Hard? Sure, let's do it. Let's All right, it. cool. All right, we have Jingle All the Way versus The Year Without a Santa Claus. Year Without a Santa Claus is a classic saving Christmas story. Yeah, I mean, we have the, the what is it? Frostmeister, Freezemeister, and Heatmeister. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I've only seen Jingle All the Way like a handful of times. I think I've seen um, it once. And it, it hasn't left that big of an impact on me, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You'd have to remind me, honestly, what, it, what it's about. Uh, Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger is trying to get a toy for his kid. But and it, oh, you know, yeah. it turns into like an action movie. That's right. I was like, it's a, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. We have a, we already have our action movie. Okay. <laughs> Do we? Which one? Die Hard. Oh, right. You're right. You're right. Okay. All right. I mean, that's easy. So, Year Without a Santa Claus, moving forward. I'm Mr. Y Christmas. I only have the TikTok version stuck in my head, so I'm going to leave it there. All right. We have Bad Santa versus The Polar Express. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. This is hard because I've never seen Bad Santa. Here's the thing. I watched Bad Santa today. (laughs) Okay. Here's the thing. I watched Bad Santa today and Uh like... For all intents and purposes, I should love Bad Santa. Mm. Billy Bob Thornton. Mm-hmm. Christmas. Chaos. Mm. And it's supposed to be like a comedy, obviously. Mm. I really wasn't that into it. It is very inappropriate. Okay. And I think that's what that's what that's what I was kind of like hitting out with my good Christmas morals. Oh. <laughs> anti-bad santa i mean bad santa he does learn the meaning of christmas quick quick very quick synopsis he's a con man who dresses up as santa and like does he's a mall santa around the holidays and on like the last night of mall santa he and his partner who's one of like his his santa's elf he plays the elf they rob the mall basically Mm. um and one of the mall security guards like finds out their plan and like gets in on it and they, ha- but he's like an antagonist. They have to like, you know, fight him. But he like is staying at this kid's house because the dad's in jail and his grandmother is like, you know, just not with it. And mm-hmm. so he learns the meaning of, you know, f- Christmas and like community and family because he's basically like bonding with this kid while like <laughs> living in his house. It's so weird, but it's really inappropriate. Um, there's a lot, like, he's an alcoholic. Like, there's just a lot of like, problematic elements to it and not many redeeming moments okay it's just it and i love billy bob thornton i love billy bob thornton but he is just he's like too much there wasn't and uh lorelei from gilmore girls is in it she's the love interest she has like a weird santa fetish it's crazy (laughs) like it's it's bananas that being said (laughs) i also (laughs) hate the polar express all right well i think 
All right. If I can, if I can just be strategic here for a moment, let's, <laughs> okay. let's, let's push forward the Polar Express because we've both seen it and we can argue for or against it later. Got it. We have Christmas Vacation versus Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, man. I don't like either of these movies. Okay. All right. Um, No, no. Hold on. I love Christmas with the Cranks and I hate Christmas Vacation. I don't like Christmas. That might be a hot take, but. I think I hate Christmas with the Cranks less than Christmas Vacation. Okay. Why do you hate Christmas Vacation? I just don't like Chevy Chase, man. Like, okay. he's not funny. During the making of Christmas Vacation, Chris Christopher Columbus was supposed to direct it. And he's, like, the king of Christmas movies and, like, heartwarming films. Harry Potter? Yeah. Anyone? Home Alone? Um, That's uh, right. Yeah, so he, he was supposed to direct it, but couldn't get along with Chevy Chase, so he left. Right, so that's an and obvious I think that's like the, against Chevy Chase. Yeah, I think that, you know, tells us all we need to know about Chevy Chase but also I I I rewatched it today and I just there was like one or two moments that I thought was like okay that's that's like kind of silly and goofy and funny but overall there's a lot of humor that doesn't age well Mm -hmm. I never really watched it that much growing up so I have no sentiment for it why don't you like Christmas with the Cranks though like it's an it's Jamie Lee Curtis and Tim Allen and like it's like funny concept and it's cute i don't know i I really let i I don't know it just never like maybe when i watched it the first time like i just it didn't resonate with me like to be fair i've only seen it like maybe twice and like both times the first time i watched it i was like eh. like i love like again it seems like the perfect storm like jamie lee curtis tim allen christmas movie like I don't know. It just really, it, it just didn't land with me. I don't know. Like, there's there's no, it's not like they did anything bad, whereas, like, Christmas Vacation is just, like, sucks. Sorry. <laughs> um, it just doesn't resonate with me. So I shouldn't say I hate it. Okay. I just say I I, I never really, like, it, it. we don't mesh, I okay. guess. I'll give it another chance. I haven't seen it in a minute, but I'll give it another chance. Yeah, I feel like every time I watch it, I just enjoy it more. I think it's right. just very funny and an easy watch if there's nothing like there's nothing in it that's like challenging you really (laughs) unless you're unless you're like unless you're the type of person that goes on cruises every christmas and like makes all of your neighbors and everybody like hate you but i you know no way it's just very goofy and again the dad humor there were funny moments this is apparently a pro tim allen podcast at the moment (laughs) yeah we're really we're really pulling for tim allen here um i'm kidding i think that's this might be one of the hotter takes of of the bracket is that we don't like Christmas, Christmas vacation the is winning over a uh, national lampoon. I think mm. it's one of those movies that like people are like, oh my god, like it's a classic for some people only because there wasn't really anything else. Like, what year did Christmas Vacation come out? Uh, Nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, like, see, that was before Elf. That was before half it was, of these movies. It was before after- Die Hard. It was after Christmas, A Christmas Story. They had stuff. It was after It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, but Life. nothing, but nothing like super humorous. Like A Christmas Story is very funny, but like it's it's still like super family friendly, family oriented. I feel like Christmas Vacation is wandering into that like adult hmm. humor, but still a wholesome Christmas story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Somewhat wholesome. It's kind of cynical because it's like 
people working for their bonuses and relying yeah. on it for Christmas and yeah. all the things that go wrong as an adult during Christmas time, dealing with family and like, yeah, getting like it's all very and, like, relatable, but yeah. it's like it just was in a lot of it was, as you kind of pointed out, in poor taste. So, yeah, Christmas um, with the cranks wins. Yes, if we're talking about family values, like, I'm sorry, Christmas with the cranks is just. I'll give it another watch. Yeah. I'll give it another watch. All right. Next, we have Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. Nightmare Before Christmas versus mm-hmm. Deck the Halls. I didn't watch Deck the Halls. Never seen it. All right. Um. Then Nightmare Before Christmas moves forward. <laughs> Deck the Halls. <laughs> What's Deck it about? Deck the Halls, it's uh, Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito are neighbors and they're like feuding because Danny DeVito wants to have the like biggest light display that you can see from space. And Matthew Broderick is kind of like the stick in the mud, like stick up his ass type neighbor and they're feuding. But Kristen Chenoweth's in it. Um, Interesting. That one, I think it's maybe from Arrested Development. She's in it. Oh, she's um, funny. I like it's again, her. another like early 2000s humor similar to four christmases where it's like trying to it's just that type of comedy and yeah yeah it doesn't age well Mm -hmm. i i think i saw it when it came out around thanksgiving i was like it was like the one thanksgiving that me and my family went to like my dad's boss's house or something for thanksgiving and they had a huge theater room and for some reason we watched that (laughs) it's like a core very very limited in your in your film watching options it's a it's very it was a core memory for me but and I was like, oh, this is hilarious. But then rewatching it as an adult, I'm like, again, yeah. it didn't age well. Less hilarious. So we can argue more for Nightmare Before Christmas in the next one. That's round. true. It's gonna get crazy. Christmas Chronicles versus Gremlins. <laughs> Fuck Gremlins. I think I saw again. That's another one I saw like once. Okay, so you like Christmas Chronicles? I mean, I like it more than Gremlins. Gremlins is kind of racist. So, yeah. Well, it has racist elements in it. I don't think the entire movie is racist, but. uh, (laughs) You don't? Well. (laughs) 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 I mean, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I could be wrong. (laughs) Gremlins is mm, whatever. I don't I don't need it in my life. I need Christmas Chronicles in my life. Yeah. Uh, I do I like mean, uh, what's his face as as Santa Claus, Kurt Russell. He's a nice like. Here's my hot take. He's kind of like the hot Santa. <laughs> that's not a hot take. That's a, that's okay. a true fact. Okay, good. I'm glad he is indeed a hot Santa. All He's right, the hot Santa. So Christmas Chronicles moves forward. Next, we have White Christmas. Okay, God, White Christmas, such an old ass movie. Versus, damn. All right, um, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Oh, okay. This is like a fair matchup. Yeah. I'm going to go White Christmas. Why? Really? Yeah. I mean, what came from Christmas, but White Christmas, but the most iconic Christmas song, White Christmas. Is it the most iconic Christmas song? I would argue in a very long time, yes. Because like up until then, we had fucking hymns. Wow, I really can't believe, like, <laughs> White Christmas. I mean, this is the era of Christmas movies where we get all the Christmas music we know and love now. 
White Christmas, um, Telekaliki Maka. <laughs> yeah, okay. Iconic. Right. I mean, okay. it does, it is the same <laughs> it's, time it's Sure. Yeah, that's whenever, um, whenever um, Thanksgiving ends, it's the first song I put on. Kelly and like, Maka. and like on an actual serious note, like, <laughs> despite this running joke that I am a Republican, it's like, say, I mean, it is, it is kind of like sad to think about in a way because it, it is about like people who aren't home for Christmas. Mm. So, and of course they're at home because they're not at home because of war. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, I'm not saying that's the best part of the movie, but it is like, it's almost like a perspective changer. Like not necessarily like, I'm not necessarily pro-war. Obviously I, I'm not, but <laughs> elephant like staring me down right now. Like, what did you just say? But like, it does kind of put into perspective, like, you know, the kind of sad part of Christmas where like there are people out there that don't have like a good relationship with family or they don't have the opportunity to be home for Christmas and like I'll be home for Christmas. That's another one that came out around this time, this era of Christmas films and stuff like that. Um, it's all I know. It's just like. I'm really fighting hard for White Christmas for some reason. I'm just like... I mean, do you have anything against Miracle on 34th Street? No. Okay. Um, I I just think the... Kris Kringle is adorable. And little baby Natalie Wood is also adorable. And they filmed the, like, Macy's Day Parade scene, like, on the actual Macy's Day Parade. They had, like, they could only do the scenes once because they were filming it, like, live. That's true. Um, It's just a very, I I mean, if we're talking about like the spirit of Christmas, I think Miracle on 34th Street like just gives me that more than White Christmas does. Um, Yeah. I guess I'm just a downer. I don't know. I just, I, I just remember like, I think more about White Christmas than I do Miracle on 34th Street. If I'm being honest. I'm the opposite. Ooh. Hmm. Like, it's a little girl who is, who's, like, who doubts the existence of Santa Claus because her mom is a realist and, like, doesn't want to, like, what give up, her, bitch? who, like, doesn't want to, like, <laughs> lie to her and, like, thinks that this is, like, a moral thing. And, and then she meets Santa Claus, who is yeah. the real Santa Claus and is, yeah. like, they go to court because everyone doesn't believe that he is the real Santa Claus, but then they're able to prove it. And it's just very heartwarming and sweet. And then he gives her a house because that was her dream. She wanted to be able to live in a house with her mom. Yeah. All right. You know what? I'll give it to Miracle on 34th street only because Santa Claus goes to court. That is fucking (laughs) Um, the justice system wins in this movie. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's also like Miracle on 34th street is like the double whammy of like a child, like, relearning the meaning of christmas because usually it's a child teaching an adult the meaning of christmas so okay it's like all all of it it's like the mom the 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 daughter and the entire town learning about santa claus and the meaning of christmas so we're on our last four movies guys okay love actually Ooh, klaus oh come on all right okay to be fair, Klaus is an incredible movie, and it's also very sweet, but it's not a classic yet. It came out four years ago, 2019. Yeah, I think so. Love Actually, 2003. 
Um, Love Actually has its problems. Love Actually has a lot of problems. It has a lot of problems. But you know what it does have? Everyone that we love. Right. Um, I was going to say, I was going <laughs> to firstly and foremostly call it birth. And Alan Rickman. And Alan and Rickman. Liam Neeson. Two people are Keira Knightley. I would take a bullet, as I've said many times, for Colin Firth. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take many bullets for Love Actually, down the line. Like I think I'm gonna be fighting hard for Love Actually. And I think at another point in this podcast, you said that you would also take a bullet for um, Rowan At- Atkinson, who was also yes. in Love Actually. <laughs> yes, yes, I would. I would. I'm taking a lot. I'm taking a lot of hits, y'all. I'm, I'm gonna be riddled with bullets by the end of this. Klaus is very sweet and is slowly becoming a movie that I rewatch every year, but. Despite Love Actually's flaws. It's um, the cast. The cast makes it more than like the story itself. Because some of them like, as we talk about, are problematic and just plain strange. Yeah, it's not like a very um, happy Christmas movie by any means. No, like Emma Thompson and Alan Rickman's storyline is like mad depressing. Like the one lady who like is trying to get down with that really hot guy, but can't because she keeps answering her brother's phone calls. And he's I like, know, and he's like got a lot of problems, and like it's very sad. It really is. Like it, it puts you through. It puts you through your paces. And there's just yeah, it, we'll 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 get into it later. I think we need we to do. Save we it, do. We have we have to save our energy. Klaus, very sweet movie. You should watch it. I recommend it to anyone listening. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's on Netflix. It's very adorable. But love actually is moving forward in this instance all right final two to to end round one we have elf okay versus home alone wow (laughs) wow that's another tough one i mean i obviously have my preference so do i but there is a lot to be said for home alone like I'm not, no, I'm, the same going, I'm not pro Home Alone. I want Elf to go through. So do I. So I, I just want, I just want to give a quick shout out to Home Alone. Okay. I feel like this is a hot take. I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of people out there who are ride or die for Home Alone. That's true. But yes. I'm not one of them. Yeah, but we are millennials and we are going with Elf. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like millennials are the ones who are pro Home Alone. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, was, it came I first. Mean, I, okay, we are, we are the, You and I are the tail end of the millennial generation. Like we were like. Home the Alone last came out years. in 1990, and Elf came out in 2003. Right, but what so, I'm so I, I see what you're saying yeah. about like people millennials being ride or die. Like you and I are, like I said, on the tail mm-hmm. end of the millennial generation. So like, I'm by no means a Gen Z. I will never ever claim that. But <laughs> um, I was literally. It came out in 1990. It came out before we were born. Mm-hmm. Elf was Elf came out after we were born. Elf came out when I was I was like nine or ten years old. Yeah, we. I mean, obviously, we had more time to grow up with Home Alone, but Elf was having its moment, like when we and Will Ferrell was a huge star. I mean, he's still a huge star, but he was an even bigger star back in that time because he was like, you know, coming out of his uh, SNL, SNL years, yeah. and you know, he that's when he had to do all of his Christmas movies. He like fucking destroyed Chevy Chase in that category. I will say that right now. <laughs> Um, but shout out to Home Alone. Nothing is more iconic about Home Alone than these two things, three things. One, the entire sequence of them breaking in and just the amount of booby traps that went up and destroyed their lives and should have killed them on several occasions. Two, the entire secret sequence where um, he has to set up 
like all the mannequins and stuff to like fake that he's having a massive Christmas party. And three, get out of here, you stupid filth or Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And you know, the shooting, ah, that was great. Great <laughs> scene. That's on a million different ugly Christmas sweaters. Mm-hmm. And maybe like an honorable mention is how everybody now points out like how fucking rich the McAllisters must oh, have been. Absolutely. Like no wonder they got robbed. You know what I mean? And yeah, just like the the fallout of like Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, which also which also um was knocked down by a Muppet Christmas Carol. So Home Alone is Home Alone's done. There's only two in this bracket, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. This is the end of the end of the first round. So we have all thirty-two movies, and um, Elf is moving forward. I I think every I agree with everything you said about Home Alone. I have nothing to add. Excellent. Okay. Bye, Home Alone. Bye, Home Alone. All right. Nice. We have completed round one of our Christmas movie bracket, and I we're in an interesting place. I think it Um, is. Okay. Okay. Round two. Starting back at the beginning, we have. Mm -hmm. A Christmas Story versus A Muppet Christmas Carol. Dun, 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 dun. Christmas Story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do love the Muppets. Like, that's, that's, it's, see, this is where it gets hard, as we said. I just don't think Kermit and Gonzo have enough in this specific Muppet movie. Right to beat a christmas story i agree i and do also, think like, the muppets they have their whole franchise i just i don't i don't have the fight in me for this particular oh. pairing farewell nice. to a muppet christmas carol in Fairly this well. movie oh, bracket all right all next right. up we have rudolph the red-nosed reindeer versus the holiday <laughs> the holiday yeah if we're those bitches movie. we are those bitches we are Holiday those bitches we did just admit moment. to being millennials so yeah, yes rudolph is a classic but holiday the holiday is having its moment i will say rudolph is technically more christmasy but the holiday just feels more warm and yeah relatable to me and in, in my current stage of life i think so, yeah exactly as we get older like we relate more to the holiday and like we want you know a sort of holiday situation like i would love love <laughs> to switch places with some chick in the uk and meet her you know hot whatever and date him i mean i i or would her. be either one i would be i mean if we if we don't want to do like a christmas in la whatever but jack black is um hot in this movie i don't know if that's a hot take but right i'm gonna say this and (laughs) this is a hot take unrelated to our bracket right now you saying jack black is hot in the holiday is like me saying meatloaf was hot in rocky horror oh okay yeah oh i thought you're really gonna push back on that one no i mean i think i think you saying meatloaf was like part of your sexual awakening yeah one small part (laughs) like he wasn't he didn't fucking unlock the gate Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, he had his, he was, I think if he was in it for the, we're talking about Rocky Horror at the moment. If Meatloaf had been, yeah, always. If Meatloaf had been in the entire movie, I think it might have been too much. But because he only had his one song, he got to shine Mm -hmm. and then he was immediately murdered. We have sympathy for him. So it's a little bit more. He didn't have enough time to like gross us out. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't get the ick from Meatloaf. We did not uh, get the ick from Meatloaf. Absolutely. (laughs) in uh rocky horror but 
Jack Black is indeed hot in the holiday and honestly hot all the time. Honestly, yes. (laughs) Okay. for me. Goodbye, Rudolph. I'm sorry. (laughs) All right, moving on. We Mm -hmm. have... Oh, no. All right, we have Happiest Season versus the Santa Claus. Man... The Santa Claus. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, I'm going Santa Claus. Like, Happy Season's really cute and gay, and I'm for both of those things, but I'm also for uh, Christmas tradition. <laughs> family values out of Christmas. Traditional family values. <laughs> I did not see Tim <laughs> Allen finding a Mr. Claus. <laughs> I mean, he just came out with a new show. Who knows? Things could be different, you know? Mrs. Claus could be dead or divorced and yeah looking for something to spice it up but anyways traditional family values are important he's a win again (laughs) yes all right santa claus moving forward i'm sorry to the lgbtq community um there's another there actually is a new um gay christmas movie out i forget what it's called Um, i'm sure there's lots coming out um this is the only one that made it on this bracket, though. So yeah, it's the only one that matters because the it's representation ends here. <laughs> and um, Aubrey Plaza's in it, and she's also hot. Yes, yes, so. absolutely. Next, we have The Grinch versus Die Hard. It's safe to say that Die Hard did not last very, very long. I think we got to continue The Grinch. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't... Against the Grinch, like, Die Hard really doesn't hold much weight as far as, like, Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. The Grinch, moving forward. Sorry, Die Hard. All right, so that side is done. We're moving on to our second side here. We have um, The Year Without a Santa Claus versus The Polar Express. Okay, Year Without a Santa Claus. Come on. Fucking Polar Express, are you kidding me? I just, I want to, okay, I want to talk about the Polar Express, though. Oh, yeah, sure, let's do it. Um, Why do you hate it? Uh, I personally hate the animation. I do, too. Unsettling. It's too, it, like, it's, I don't know what it was about the early 2000s, or the 2000s in general, but, like, this came out, and that one, like, Jim Carrey, A Christmas Carol came out, both really disturbing and uncomfortable, and, like, not, not, like, I, I don't want to watch them. I don't know. I, I, the trend was doing motion capture, I guess, but e. I do. But, I will give props to um, Tom Hanks for voicing like seven of the characters, or he he was like half the cast. Okay, I love Tom Hanks, but it wasn't his his range wasn't like distinct enough. Yeah, for it to not just feel like it was Tom Hanks as the entire cast, <laughs> you know, like it if you could tell. It, uh, Tom Hanks was trying to have his Andy Circus moment, but I'm sorry, there's only one Andy Circus, and Tom Hanks is not him. Tom Hanks no. is Hollywood's father, whatever. But Papa Hollywood, <laughs> <laughs> Papa Hanks. Um, when I first saw it, like I didn't think of that. Also, I wasn't really like giving a shit about who was in the cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen The Polar Express in a hot minute. That is a movie I actively avoid. It's also just like a, such a slow burn of a movie i don't even i don't know like it just the best scene is like when the train is like skidding all over the ice and like it's just all hell breaks loose 
But there's like too much of that. I feel like there's too much random action going on. In <laughs> random chaos with all these children on board. Yeah, it just feels very dangerous. I like Please. I kept turning to Ryan being like, do you think this train has ever like murdered a child? Because of just no, like how dangerous say, does this it happen is. happen every year that they're like trying to get to the North Pole. They just like fuck around and find out. And yeah. like a child just gets flung from the plane or the train. <laughs> it's run over falls off the train like gets lost in this wilderness like i just oh man i know there's magic involved but they must have an insane insurance policy that's all i gotta say that and it does have josh groban i feel okay this movie has everything i, I i'm so passionate about this i don't know why this movie has everything that it needs to be one of the best christmas movies of all time in order to you be sound like, like everything on this from snl you're like this movie has <laughs> everything it has a magical train it has tom hanks voicing multiple characters it has the hot chocolate seat and josh groban i was literally about to say that it has josh groban it's directed <laughs> by um zemeckis it has tom hanks as every character it has josh hutcherson that's and right he's like the main kid right he's the voice of the main kid and also apparently the guy the kid from spy kids is also like mixed in there animated Polar Express, classic child's book. Like, it has everything, but somehow yeah, is terrifying and unsettling. The Year Without a Santa Claus is moving forward. <laughs> and with that, The Year Without a Santa Claus wins. <laughs> All right, moving on, we have Christmas with the Cranks versus Nightmare Before Christmas. I vote Christmas with the Cranks. Ooh, I vote Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't like Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> what that is a hot take people love bitches love nightmare before christmas not this bitch clearly not um why don't you like nightmare before christmas i don't know i just think i it never clicked with me as a kid like it wasn't a movie that i returned to a lot like i saw it but Mm -hmm. i think it's stunning like visually it's a it's obviously very impressive what they were able to do with the animation but when it comes to Christmas movies, Christmas with the Cranks gives me the the feelings more than See, Nightmare Before Christmas. It's not even because it's like, oh, is it a Christmas movie or is it a I was going to say, movie? a lot of people think it's like, a lot of people claim it as a Halloween mo- movie over Christmas movie. I am the opposite. I think it's more of a Christmas movie, obviously, because Christmas is in the title, but I think it's just, you know, it's kind of a, like, it's, it is in a way, you know, in an unconventional way, which I'm sure is what they intended, it does bring back those good Christian no, <laughs> <laughs> those those family the the meaning of Christmas kind of thing. It's it's in a different way. Like yes, he he chooses to remain in his Halloween world, like the Satanist that he is, but it's a it's a newfound appreciation for something that he well literally never knew about, but mm. you know. He learns about Christmas and he's like, this is awesome. Yeah, I'll come back anytime. Love Christmas. Christmas is amazing. So is Halloween. And I'm, as much as you are, a Halloween, a hoe for Halloween. So that's true. I mean, I do appreciate the the vibes of Nightmare Before Christmas. I do appreciate the push and pull of Halloween versus Christmas because I, like a, I enjoy both a, holidays. Yeah. But... I'm going to pull this card. Racism. (laughs) There's some, there's some questionable 
vibes in Nash, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. At that, you're time. really pulling. You're really pulling the racist card. I, I on, am on Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> I mean, Oogie, Oogie Boogie Man or whatever his name is. Like, yeah, yeah. Also, like Tim Burton has been like kind of problematic in general as far as like race is concerned. I mean, so. to be fair, Tim Allen is in the other movie, but yes, but the movie itself is very wholesome and cute and jamie and, lee curtis makes and up jamie for... lee curtis makes up for literally all right i will i will secede simply because i was harping so much on good family values <laughs> <laughs> and also christmas to me is definitely more like a feel-good warm and fuzzy holiday as we talked about and nightmare before christmas as cute and feel good and and you know <laughs> problematic as it is it shall be eliminated. I will. I will say, like, I do agree with you that it's it's a fine movie. Like, I, yeah, it's made well, it's cute. But if I'm trying to ch- pick a movie to watch, like on Christmas morning, like I'm watching Christmas with the Cranks. So, do you watch it on Christmas morning? I would. Oh, yeah. cool. All right, Christmas with the Cranks is moving forward. Rock on. Ooh. Okay, we're we're narrowing in at the end of round two. So we have Christmas Chronicles versus Miracle on 34th Street. Sorry. Uh, I just realized what was coming after this. E- um, this is going to be, we're going to, this is interesting. This is a very interesting episode. I'm, I'm very happy with how this is going so far. I know we're, I feel like, cause we talked about this a lot after the Disney bracket came out and how I was really vocal <laughs> <laughs> about my opinions and I think now I think it, this is it's it's a lot harder because like we don't know what's coming mm-hmm. like right away like we built the bracket from scratch on the show so yeah this is interesting okay Christmas Chronicles versus Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street here is where I will I will go Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street okay love Hot Santa yeah but I think. I'm here for Christmas Chron- or not Christmas Chronicles. I'm just here for like the nostalgia and the cultural value that Miracle on 34th Street has over Christmas Chronicles. I would agree with that. We have to um, honor that for sure. I think with time, Kurt Russell will gain the status. <laughs> yeah. He can come down my chimney at any time. We're on the same page here. We I, are. I, I, I don't want to fight too much. I think Christmas Chronicles is very cute, but it's clear miracle on 34th street is moving forward all right (laughs) and uh i don't know why this one is so so spicy we have love actually versus elf i feel like we have a correct answer that we should go with but i am gonna put up i am gonna put up a fight all right i'm gonna put up a fight for love actually okay i want to hear it like this is one where it's like elf should be the obvious answer as weird as love actually is, there are multiple wholesome moments. Mm-hmm. Like the scene where where Colin Firth is going to look for Aurelia. And like because he doesn't speak Portuguese, like the entire town is like following him. And like they're like, what the hell does he want with Aurelia? And they're like, one kid, I just like my favorite line of the whole movie is like this kid in Portuguese is like, you know, it's like a game of like telephone. They keep misinterpreting what he wants with her. And one kid's like, he's going to go murder Amelia. It's just so funny. Love. I think my love for Colin Firth like 
surpasses all. Transcends everything. Transcends <laughs> all. <laughs> there is, I do have to like, I, I do have to, you know, also acknowledge the problematic elements such as the Aurelia's dude. dad's trying to sell her into slavery or like sell her to get married or whatever. Yeah, that's that's problematic. Also, the guy who's in love with um Kira Knightley, yeah, his best friend's like, you know, wife, and he's been in love with her for ages. And then that whole card sequence is just that's not it. It's very it's sexist. It's like weirdly like fat phobic. Yes. Like okay. the the prime minister's like boo thing. She's like mid-sized at best. Like she's, she's not even she's like, yeah, she's gorgeous. I don't know what Yeah, if, if we're if we're gonna be like, and like obviously there's nothing wrong with being like no, plus size, but they make absolutely. it a negative in the movie. But like if we're gonna point out the obvious, she is not fat. No, no, absolutely <laughs> she's, not. Again, at most mid-size. Like, yeah. you know, so that's all so problematic. There are so many wholesome moments. I fucking love Colin Firth. I love Rowan Atkinson. Alan Rickman cheating on his wife or trying yeah. to cheat on his wife. It's just... And that's like not fully resolved and it's no. kind of weird. It makes you sad. Liam Neeson being a widower is very sad. It's very um, sad, but what I like is like they didn't force him to like fall in love with anybody, you yeah. know? Like they let him be and he's taking care of his stepson, which what a cute kid. I, I know he's like, you know, 40 when he filmed that movie, but... I like how they tried to co- convince us that this kid was in a healthy, long-distance relationship at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, they were sending little, like, you know, messages back and forth. I love that, because she's moving to, like, the U.S. or something. Mm-hmm. That was very funny. Um, then, okay. uh, what's his name? Mar- Martin Freeman? No. Yes, yes, yes. He, Martin Freeman, he and like, the other girl, the they're porn- like porn porn actors and they fall like in love and like their love, their love story is so wholesome like yes they're like you know just like you know nasty like just kidding sex work is real work but you know it's like it's like so much like grimier and you think like oh they're like really sexual beings but they have like the most wholesome chemistry like it's weird but it's cute but unfortunately i do think we have to push elf forward i feel like it's just too soon oh I mean, it's also too soon for Elf. I I understand that too. I mean, I just I think Elf holds a more like place in my childlike heart. Yeah. Then you know, Love Actually is like my cynical millennial heart. Um, the four chambers of our hearts. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the millennial, heartless millennial versus child. But Elf is just like timeless. Yeah, I mean, and so I know far Elf. has has aged perfectly. So it has. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. All right. But All right. I think you 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 made a great argument for love actually and I'm sorry to see it go, but uh it is time. It is time. Okay. Elf. That's okay. the end of round 2. We are Damn. narrowing it down very quickly. So This is getting crazy. Oh no. <gasps> no! <laughs> we have, we have a Christmas Story versus The Holiday. So, Christmas Story versus The Holiday. I mean, I feel like the answer is obvious. Does it because have a lot be? of people... Does it have to be, though? Girl, I gave I, up love, actually. I, 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 <laughs> this is upsetting. but It's so upsetting. Okay. I know what has to happen. 
I just, I want to say that the holiday is uh, a perfect film. Um, perfect, perfect, perfect film. film. The vibes are stellar. It is my dream to just go to a little British cottage and be there during Christmas time and have Jack Black join me. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, let's switch out Jude Law for Jack Black, like the Americans and the Brits switch. It would be yeah. great. Um, and have him write a like song for me. I know. Oh and, my like, gosh. Have it, him be obsessed with movies like I am. Like, literally, stop. You're going to make me cry. You're going to make me cry and single, Olivia. It's not, <laughs> not that, it's not that kind of show. A Christmas story is literally about Christmas. And I feel like the holiday is a lovely rom com like Die Hard that happens to be set around Christmas. You're right. You're right. Okay, a Christmas story. That, that, it's another. That was another hard one to let go. So we did the right thing, though. We knew it was coming, though. All right, we did. The All Santa Claus versus the Grinch. Ooh, I this have might to, be where it gets like really spicy. I have to say the Santa Claus. I have to agree. Okay. I, I I mean I figured you and I were on the same page, but I feel like a lot of people love the Grinch. Yeah, the Grinch is another like cynical christmas movie it's just it's a lot it's a lot it has that it has like the i don't know what it was about the t- the 2000s and this was you know kicked off the 2000s so maybe it set the tone but like that cynical it's even it's like before it's before 9-11 so like i what's, was just what's your problem that. like what do you have to be <laughs> cynical about what's your problem what's your what's your damage what do you but... have to complain about y2k wow <laughs> <laughs> That was a nothing burger and you know it. But I don't know. It's like kind of cynical and and dark, but obviously it ties it together in a very, you know, fun loving way. Jim Carrey's peak Jim Carrey in this movie. Shout out to the fact that he had to sit in makeup for like five hours minimum to like get all the fur and shit on him. What the Grinch does have going for it, though, is Baby Grinch. So (laughs) (laughs) Baby Grinch is iconic, but the Santa Claus, again... Is just I will be watching the Santa Claus Christmas Eve, you know, like it yeah. just it puts me in the the mood the mood for a Christmas spirit, spending time with my family, and reminds me of my childhood. I don't know. Yeah, I feel you. All Do right. Do you have anything else to say about the Grinch though before we kick it to the curb? <laughs> the one scene where he's like in his cave and he's, you know, talking and stuff, and then there's the echo, and he's like. I'm an idiot. And the echo's like, you're an idiot. That is, that like lives rent free in my mind. <laughs> so that's all I have to say. The so. Grinch does have, have good humor for both kids and adults. I think it has a, yes. it has a good mixture. This is going to be difficult. Mm. I already know. All right. So we have the year without a Santa Claus versus Christmas with the cranks. The, this is where it gets to the point where like, I don't feel strongly about either. Yeah. I don't either. I mean, I love Christmas with the cranks more than I love a year without a Santa Claus just because I've, I for the same reasons I keep saying but I don't want I don't want to um bully you into into this one way or another but you can bully me Christmas with the cranks can win it's going against elf yeah you're right okay (laughs) all right spoiler alert everyone (laughs) that's not true we don't know that yet we're not oh no you're right you're totally right a year without a Santa Claus it has that really creepy song about uh, I believe in Santa Claus, like I believe in love, and it's just like Santa Claus standing at the end of the kid's bed, like 
Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's supposed to be sweet, but it's a little unnerving. No, Um, yeah. I remember that. So, yes. Year Without Santa Claus, goodbye. All right. Final round of round three. We have Miracle on 34th Street versus Elf. Here's where I'm going, Elf. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it more. It's hilarious. It gets the same point across of getting a whole city to believe in Santa without wasting the state's resources. It also saves a child from a cynical parent. True. With the help of an elf. True. Um, I think I do. I think the um, the gag of a grown man acting like an elf <laughs> um, works in its favor. Somehow. Like, what a brilliant concept. You I know. know. <laughs> like if if of all the like man baby movies that exist like this one works because he needs to have that like childlike naivety or naivete i don't know and it's hearkening back to the rankin bass like aesthetic with yeah with the the, yellow you know the costumes and the like setting of the north pole and the like stop motion characters at the beginning and yeah it's just it, it like has that classic feel to it right but absolutely and then we have james con in it who is i just think it's hilarious casting it's just it's brilliant um and i i think that watching elf for the first time is a core memory for me because it was the first time i've ever seen my dad like cry laughing within the first (laughs) five minutes of the film like yeah that's such a good movie and it's so sweet you know it is very sweet it's also one of the few movies to make me cry really you cry watching elf the first time I watched it, I cried, yeah. Because when he's... Also, it has Pink Peter Dinklage in it. Like, we haven't yes. even mentioned that. Is that Peter Dinklage's, like, yes. breakout role? No, I don't think so. That's just, like, the yeah. earliest, like, movie I remember Peter Dinklage in. I don't know if it's his breakout role, but he's he's amazing in it. No, but the scene where, like, his dad yells at him, like, you're ruining my life, get out. Like, it's just, it's just like, so heartbreaking because you know that I he know. all he wants is, like, his dad to love him and, like, make Christmas... Like, he just is so wholesome and doesn't understand. Make Christmas great again. At 10 years old. It was a, one of the first movies to make me cry. So Aww. I think I have to agree with you. I do I do love Miracle on 34th Street for the, all the reasons that we mentioned before. But Right. Elf it is. Elf it is. All right. Round four. We have A Christmas Story versus The Santa Claus. I know what you're going to say. I am going to say A Christmas Story. I feel like A Christmas Story embodies the actual experience of a child on Christmas. Because, like, Santa's not real. (laughs) Uh, Take it back. (laughs) I'm sorry. But there's still that wonder and there's still that, like, you know, hilarity, and it is, like, even though it's it was, like, made such a long time ago, and it's set in, like, the 40s, like, there's still so many relatable elements to it, just, like, the dad, the dad gets me every time, like, him, like, when he's cursing, like, dealing with the boiler, and they're, like, he, his, he swore and wove a tapestry of profanity that still hangs over Lake Michigan or whatever, <laughs> like, like, so many, like, iconic one-liners. The thing with the lamp, like, the lamp is hilarious. The war of the lamb. 
Um, like as as over it as I am seeing like lamp ornaments, like mm-hmm. uh, lampshade leg lamp ornaments um, in like stores and stuff. Like it's still amazing. It's ingenious. Um, it holds up. Like yeah. there's really a, the only like problematic element to it is like the scene where they're at the Chinese restaurant and the the restaurant employees are singing um and they're really like hitting the fact that they can't pronounce l's um but all the same um i don't know it's just that that is a movie i watch every year with my family so there's also just a sentimental attachment to it yeah um there's a lot of like the relationship that parents have to their kids yeah. and the relationship that kids have to Christmas in general and their friends and wanting things and like just dreaming about Christmas and Santa Claus and yeah and and like the mall Santa like mm-hmm. give me a break like it's all it's all brilliant it's also kind of just cool because it they really did a great job like you know setting it in the 40s mm-hmm. like just to see like what Christmas was like back then. Like, it's mm-hmm. not that much different than it is now, but the, I don't know. It's just, it's really, it's really wholesome. It's really, it's really sweet. Mm-hmm. And I love Tim Allen and I love the Santa Claus, but it's just not one that I go back to every single year. Like if it's on, I'll watch it and I'll enjoy myself. That is my argument for a Christmas story. The defense rests. I, I don't have too much of a rebuttal. I, I mean, I agree with, like, I feel like I just, I agree with you, but I also love the Santa Claus. And yeah. for, for different reasons, though, like, I think the humor in the Santa Claus is just a lot different than the humor in A Christmas Story, mm-hmm. but they both revolve around family and, like, A Christmas Story kind of harkens back to the, like, importance of just family and despite, like, the difficulties you go through and disagreements and all that they're they are still able to enjoy christmas together in the santa claus it's kind of more singular it's about tim allen's character becoming santa claus and Mm -hmm. his relationship to his son obviously but also just like how he changes i I think that's why i also have to agree that a christmas story moves forward in this instance Yay! <laughs> dun, dun, dun. We have Christmas with the Cranks versus Elf. 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 Sorry, Christmas with the Cranks. All right. I, I yeah, that, that was, that was clear. Obvious. There's no argument here. <laughs> All right. Down to the nitty gritty. This is it. This is the last stand. Of this Christmas how, movie bracket. And we how are did I know this was gonna happen? You I mean you just know both of us very well, I think. Yeah. I mean, part of me was hoping that Elf and Christmas Story were on opposite brackets, which is what happened. Because I feel like it would have been a lot harder to do this earlier on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I, I figured. I figured this was going to happen. <laughs> I'm at this a loss. This is really, I'm really tough. I'm at a loss for words. I, I don't really I, I know. know. Same. 
Should we flip a coin? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Which one do you want to win? I guess. See, I don't know. Because here's the thing. I feel like both. I mean, we're pretty basic right now, honestly. If, yeah, know, if I'm I being know. honest, like Christmas Story versus Elf. I mean, I we had like to redeem ourselves because we had to. Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch is the best Disney movie ever made in our Disney bracket. So I think we had to. I be stand a by more. that decision. <laughs> I stand by that conclusion. Okay, fair enough. Because I feel like I feel like that was a hotter take yeah. than where we are now with yeah. Christmas Story and Elf. Lilo and Stitch is the best Disney movie. I mean, I just think a Christmas Story and Elf are like, rem- like they're representative of two different types of christmas movies exactly and they are perfect in their own ways yeah it just depends on what you want out of a christmas movie i guess for me i personally want a christmas story to win Mm. only because that movie like i love elf i love elf Mm -hmm. so much I love a Christmas story more and it's not even the sentimental. Well, it is, it, it's like a different kind of like feeling. It's not sentimental. Cause like I watch it, you know, with my family a lot, but I think it's just that feeling when that you, I get at the end of watching a Christmas story. That's, mm-hmm. that's the movie that makes me ready for Christmas. Yeah. Cause like he's sleeping like very dangerously with his little gun. And like, I'm also not pro gun, but you know what I mean? Like he gets, <laughs> he, he worked so hard and he mm. really did not think he was going to get it. And he really put his like heart and soul into getting that gift. And like, just like that scene, first of all, the scene with the parents after they go to bed and they're watching the snowfall. Like, I don't want kids, but like, I want that. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it was like such a like very small, like romantic vignette of like what parents, you know, First of all, like what they deal with in general, like putting together this whole fucking production for children. So that moment was just like so sweet. And then like when they're just sleeping with like, you know, fucking Randy has the blimp and he's asleep with the blimp. And then Ralphie has his little gun and he's like, I dreamt of like shooting perfect hip shots on the wing and shit like that. And it's just, it just in the snow and it's just like the perfect, like, the perfect Christmas story to me. Elf is just, it's just such a great movie too. I'm so conflicted. I really want a Christmas story to win. Um, I mean, I think we're on the same page. I think a Christmas okay. story is like what you described about the parents watching the snow. Like that is, that's all I want out of Christmas is that like feeling in that moment yeah. of just being with some someone that I love and just feeling very relaxed and content after working hard to make yeah. the people around me like loved and celebrate it like celebrate the season you know yeah exactly that's the vibe i want um and elf has uh, a lot of other things that i really appreciate um And like I said, the first time watching Elf was like a core memory for me that reminds me of watching a movie with my dad and him just having like so much joy and that like warms my heart, you know? Yeah. Um, But if I'm going to sit down and watch a movie on Christmas Eve and I have to choose between the two of them, I'm choosing a Christmas story. Yeah. I'll watch Elf on Christmas Day. I'll watch it. I'll watch it right after a Christmas story. But 
if it's like, you know, 9 p.m. and I'm like, okay, I want to watch a movie, but I got to go to bed. I'm watching a Christmas story. Mm-hmm. We've done it. We've we done did it. it. That was tough. A Christmas story is officially the best Christmas movie of another picture show podcast. You heard it here first, folks. We came out <laughs> with the hottest takes, the biggest thoughts. I think cool. we have a decent list. You did. You you pulled it together. You really did. That's, this was awesome. I liked the pulling it out of a hat or a bag or bowl, whatever the hell the thing is, um, <laughs> process. That made it that made it a lot more spicy, like yeah. from the jump, you know? I mean, we had It's a Wonderful Life versus A Christmas Story at yeah. the very beginning. Um, right. I think if I, if I had to, like, make the bracket beforehand, that would not have happened. They would have been yeah, on I feel sides. like I feel like It's a Wonderful Life did get snubbed pretty early on. Uh, they would have been on opposite sides, and we would have been fighting for It's a Wonderful Life longer than yeah we we had to in this this version but i i liked how we did it i think it was entertaining it was fun and we should do it again sometime with i think maybe we should. a different different theme different theme i think maybe like a halloween movie bracket halloween movie that'd be fun yeah that'd be kind of good rom-coms rom-coms easter no, okay <laughs> <laughs> the passion of the christ Mel Gibson movies. I think we should do Brack. Oh, God. Okay. No, I'm kidding. All right. I'm joking. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, let's uh, end the Christmas episode talking about Mel Gibson. That's that's perfect. That, um, <laughs> that was actually on my agenda. <laughs> no, of course not. Uh, he's a terrible person. Anyway. Uh, I love you, Madeline. I am thankful for you always. And of I'm course. very happy to be doing this podcast with you. Tis the season. Tis the season. Aaron Sorkin didn't get us this year. Not this Merry year. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Until next time. Bye. Bye.